This is HPR episode 2147 entitled Glass Cutting Bottles. It is hosted by Operat Zero R and is about 14 minutes long. The summary is, you may have seen vases made from bottles and wondered how they cut the glass. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Operator or rmccurdy.com. Um, my name is Robert McCurdy. I'm going to be doing my most preferred method of doing the cutting glass bottles. So you look around and there's the whole like tie a string around the thing with like rubbing alcohol on it and then set it on fire. Please don't do that. That's not, doesn't work at all for me. Uh, I've tried the dunking method where you kind of heat. Uh, you score it, and then you, you throw it in the water, and you kind of heat it. Now, then there's also the method of cold water, hot water, cold water, hot water after you've scored it. Um, I think the most important thing about this whole process is, one, is the glass itself. The bottle itself needs to be a certain kind of quality, um, or more or less determines how it's going to crack or, or, or uh, come apart. And then the second part is really mainly um, your kind of luck, <laughs> uh, more or less. And the, the third kind of most important is, is how you score it. So um, there's these glass bottle colors. This one's called green something or other. Uh, you want to make sure everything's all shored up and tight. Um, and it's kind of a night. Everything's at a 90 degree angle before you start scoring. Uh, so I've got a big wide bottle here. Um, you don't want to score it on a bend also. Uh, it's, it makes it really difficult to to do that. Um, I try to make little highball glasses. Those are those are pretty popular. And uh, really, if you really really want, uh, if you have a favorite type of bottle, and you really want it to go successful, I would suggest you know practicing on three or four cheap wine bottles first, and then once you uh, kind of get the process kind of okayed, you at least want one or two good ones. Uh, then start uh, get your three three that you're gonna one out of three that's gonna go over easy easily without having to do much sanding. So the idea there is you know I've got two nice gray goose little pint bottles that are really cool looking uh, small tall glasses, um, and I I've done a couple of those. But really your your best bet is if if you want this to go easily. And you don't want it to be a big uh, pain to have to sand everything down. Just buy three whatever it is bottles, and then and then go from there. Because having to sand down even just a you know, even having to sand down like in you know an eighth of an inch is just just it's just, just ridiculous. So so I got my kid here, my two year old, and he's got his safety goggles on. 
Um, so whenever you're working with stuff, little bits of glass are going to flake out when you uh, take the blowtorch to it. So that's my preferred method, um, is doing a blowtorch. You want to grease up the bearings, or the the cutter piece, the little rolly part. So I put WD-40 on it, you can use like, you know, like a regular oil, or um, I think really anything, as long as it's not going to make a massive mess. So I make sure the roller is nice and... This one's got like eight different blades on it, so I rotated it out every once in a while. I'm not sure what the math is on it. But the important part is getting it all shored up and everything at a 90 degree angle and get yourself comfortable right before you score. You want to be in a very comfortable spot where uh, it's not going to bother you to, to have to move or shuffle around. And when you press down hard, you don't want to press down too hard because you're going to flex it, and then that's going to change your score line. So you, you mainly want to push the blade, get as close as you can to the blade, push the blade up against the bottle, but don't use too much force to where you're bending everything and then you're changing the score line. So uh, you essentially kind of want to do a first built pass around while you are got it on there and just see how it feels to, to score it. And just let it lightly roll around. And this does two things. Once once you do it lightly, it rolls around. It kind of goes through any kind of outer, uh, outer, outer. Uh, maybe you've got it on a sticker or something like that. You can kind of cut through the sticker first. Um, that that works pretty good. Um, but really, it's it's just to get a feel for how hard you're going to have to push and and how hard. Now this one I'm doing really a really tall glass, so I don't have a lot of play and I'm not in a comfortable spot to actually perform this. So I feel like I might put it in the vice grip to, to get it to hold tightly and so I'm not like wrenching it around and, and not feeling comfortable about myself. Um, but there's not an easy way to get it in the vice grip. So, All right, so what we're going to do here, I'm just going to do one glass, score one glass because it's not exactly uh, uh, very fun. So you'll hear that crack. You want to hear that crack in the sound. And some people say more than scoring more than once, blah, blah, blah. I've always heard once you score it once, you're done. Like, you know, it's all the way around, you'll hear the sound. It'll just start crunching. So it's really, I've heard, I've seen two different methods where they just keep scoring it. From what I understand, once you score it, you're done. If you do it incorrectly, or you do it uneven, or whatever, you're done. You can, from there, you can just try to sand it down. Now I've seen some plates that you can buy, big metal plates, and you get some kind of sand, and you can sand the glass down using a real uh, setup instead of just sandpaper. I've got like some 60 grit and 120 grit that I'll use um, on that portion. So I'm going to pause it for a second and then pick this back up once I'm ready for the next step. Alright, so I've got the little blowtorch here that you can use to actually use it to sweat pipe. You can uh, actually take sugar and put it on a banana and make you some creme brulee banana type of thing. Um, the same kind of stuff that people use to make creme brulee except it's a giant tank instead of a small tank. So the amount of heat I put on here is just enough to keep it going. Um, just enough to keep it from uh, blowing out. Maybe a little bit more if you're impatient or you got some thick glass you're going to have to run into. But the more patience you have, the better. 
So what I'll do is I'll place the torch, obviously aiming away from me. Then I'll uh, plug that in for you, buddy. Then I'll take a piece of paper so I can easily slide um, the slide the glass around. And I'll just take your time. Um, this is actually um, I've had better luck in colder weather. Uh, believe it or not, it makes sense because it's that transaction from going from hot to cold to hot to cold is what makes the weakens the bond where the the score line is. And what I'll do is I'll let it get hot. Um, you know, spin it around for a while, let it get hot to the touch, and I won't really put a much heat on it until I've blown it a little bit. So, I'll let it roll around for, you know, maybe 20 seconds or so, let it get hot, um, and once you start hearing that cracking, um, you're, 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 you're kind of, you're kind of done. What I'll do is if I hear the cracking, I'll start blowing on it, and, uh, then go from there. So it's kind of hot to the touch. Now this is a thicker bottle, so it's going to take quite a bit more. I'll blow inside to kind of get some of that that air, that hot air out of the away from the uh, away from the glass. But I spin it around pretty quickly. I mean, uh, I haven't found like again, it's more of a luck thing slash quality of glass thing. Oh, I can already hear it. You probably won't be able to hear it until I get to the last stage. But I can already hear it cracking, so right now it's actually scoring. See that? Yep, it's done. So, essentially... What you can do is once it, oh, I actually lost my point. Once it starts scoring or spidering, um, you can give it a little bit more heat, and then blow on it. Um, you can try and kind of pull it apart. I, I I really don't know what the best method is. I think again, once you've scored it, and then once it starts cracking, you're on a path of of just hoping for the best, right? I found that the more patience you have, the better off, the better luck you have most, in most cases. Um, with the wine glasses, it, it's really just crappy uh, bonds. Now you can see the seam on the glass uh, going up the middle of the bottle. And you'll really notice it when, uh, when you have to actually... Uh, when you when you're done with the scoring and you'll you'll see the score you'll see the where the glass was melted together and you just see this ugly steam going down the middle of it so and it'll be uneven you know uneven glass yep we done we're done so we got about all the way around perfect except we have a dent going in towards the the glass and it goes down about an eighth of an inch. So uh, essentially, this is not a perfect cut. So we would we would probably just um, uh, on this one we probably just can it or um, just follow it down and have that natural dip in the in the glass, which is fine. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, um, but generally, if it's not a big, huge, jagged edge, 
you, you can kind of just give it a, have it a, have a giveaway for that one. So normally I'll I'll do those um, with kind of a giveaway. Now I'll move to the kind of sanding portion. Um, I've tried a diamond sander for a Dremel tool that's way too harsh. Um, it gets hot and then starts flexing, you know, flex, flexing the glass around all over the place, and you just have glass shards going everywhere. Um, we've got some, Jesus, this is 60 grit. Um, the 60 grit, if, if you're going to work on it hard, obviously, um, but the 60 grit is just going to make it really, uh, really coarse, and you're going to have these big coarse things in the, in the glass. Um, if you can avoid the 60 grit, use something like a, a much, a much, uh, much smaller, but not too small. Like here's an 80 that wouldn't be too bad. Um, I think even the 60 is going to be too much for, for the. So the 220s you're finishing, or like the 320 is going to be your finishing. That's just to give you that smoothness on the edge of the glass. And again, it's really a user preference. If if you decide that that you know you want it super smooth and you want the rounded edges. Um, you're gonna want to do it like that way. Now, what what seems to be uh, get away get, get at it pretty easily is if you tape, put masking tape on the surface, and kind of tape the sanding uh, the sand the the glass down, and you can kind of rotate it around in a circle. And I know I'm making ridiculous noises right now, but you can kind of rot rotate it around in a circle until you get kind of a flat surface all the way around, minus the little dip here in the in the glass that I just did. And once you spin that around, you get a nice flat surface. Then you can start finishing off with with something like the the 220. Um, and I can say, you know, as far as using and hitting it with a Dremel, you can hit it with a Dremel. You just have to be very careful about heating the glass. Once you start heating that glass chunks of glass will come off and then you're just doing a lot worse than you were before so you might be able to have some kind of special glass uh, there might be some kind of special glass Dremel tool you could buy um, but from what it sounds like mathematically speaking once you hit the Dremel on it it's, it's going to get hot right so unless there's some kind of special tool Dremel tool that somehow gets rid of heat and friction which, which is impossible so it's probably going to be a manual process and again, just, just spinning that thing around and, and getting it the best. Um, all the other methods I've looked at, all the other methods I've tried are either really take a really long time. Um, the hot cold method after you scored it, it actually works. You know, you get a hot cup of tea or a hot uh, hot thing of tea and then just get cold water and you alternate back and forth. Um, that worked, but it worked just about as good as the torch method. And the blowtorch method takes a lot less time. Um, and you don't have to sit there and wait forever. So... I hope somebody helped this out. You can uh, also make some weird tea light things. There's all kinds of different things you can do with, with once you've cut glass or you have the glass cutter or the, the bottle glass cutter. You can do all kinds of fun stuff. But I, I just try to make cute little highball glasses and Grey Goose bottles and nice uh, nice looking uh, glasses I'll give away sometimes, the, the, the little wine sets of, of, of similar looking wine glasses. So I'll have a bunch of green ones, so I'll have like four in a set or something. But anyways... Uh, we'll see how this goes. Appreciate it. Thanks. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. 
Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.